0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. Guys, I'm super, super excited today to bring you the youngest guest ever on the show. It's a real treat to have him on here. And he's got an incredible story that I want to uh, to share with you guys. I want to dig in and uh, pull some things out of this young man's brain he is the top salesman now for break free academy having ousted our friend Drewby wilson from his perch over there guys welcome zach sasser to the show zach welcome mate hey thank you so much samuel no it's a pleasure man i've been looking forward to this
1: this show ever since you asked me a few weeks ago. um so i'm looking forward to to tell a little bit about my story you know tell a little bit about you know who i am what i do um, but also to share, you know, some of the wisdom that I, I've picked up over the years um, from just hanging out with, you know, super high producers and, and, and kind of the top dogs out there. So,
0: Dude, um, I, lo- I-, I love you. that. Man, And I'm, I'm glad you're here. But before we get started, Zach, <clears throat> tell me, what did it feel like to uh, to knock Drooby off the top there the other day? How good did that feel, mate? <clears throat> yeah, man, I mean, you're, you're looking at me right now. I got a smile <laughs> on my face. No, um, no, I mean,
1: all love for him. You know, he, he, he taught me a lot. Um, him and Ryan both trained me to, to learn so much, and you know I, I'm grateful for it. But I mean, it, it's, it definitely felt you know really good, and, and it, it felt even better because I always I, I kind of knew it was going to happen eventually. Um, but I always told Drewby, you know, hey, when it I always told him, hey, whenever I, I beat you in top producer, I don't want it to be because you had a bad month. I want it to be because you had a good month, and I just had a great month, and that, that's <laughs> really what, what it was. You know, we 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 hit a. We hit a million dollars this month, which was fantastic. And um, man, it came down to the last minute, too. So
0: I, I think that's because Thomas has done such a good job of scaring you guys. Um, you, you sell by scare, scaring over there right now? Nah, not, not <laughs> too much. Um, but Ryan, I mean, he,
1: I, I was out at the dearly, so I didn't have too much reception. Oh, um, no. But Ryan, he, he was in both of our ears saying, he's telling me, Drew, he's got some more. You got to keep going. You need 100K more. And then he was in Drew ear saying, hey, Zach's got you know, three or four more people coming. You got to keep
0: pushing. So That does not uh, surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. That sounds and, a lot and, like it.
1: It was funny because he, he told us that we always have a, a team meeting on Monday's. And he told us on Monday and I was like, dude, I, I saw right through that. I knew you were just, just pulling our legs, so
0: <laughs> So I mean that leads me to my, you know, initial first question, man. Because you you're still a very young, man. You're maturing at a very quick rate. What does a typical day around Breakthrough Academy look like for you?
1: Yeah, man, so so usually I, I get to the office about 9 o'clock.
0: Did you, are you one of these morning routine guys? Have you already had, like, five hours work, worth of work before 9 o'clock, or you just kind of roll in? No, so so most of the guys at the office do have a routine like that. You know, Thomas
1: gets up or super early. Ryan, they, they always go up to the gym, to mm-hmm. Mark Martise gym. Um, me, on the other hand, you know, I, I don't really like waking up too early. You know, I, I usually wake up about <laughs> six thirty seven um i wake up you know I, I eat some breakfast um get dressed get um brush my teeth kind of get ready for the day and then then i head out every once in a while you know i'll wake up and i'll be like hey i woke up pretty easy i'm gonna go to the gym early and kind of knock it out but I usually i mean usually i like working out in the afternoon anyways especially since i've been doing boxing uh, that's oh, kind of yeah. only option since doing boxing so um Nah man, I I don't wake up at the crack of dawn like like the other guys do.
0: We we gotta get on to boxing later. Um, man. I think sure. we got that in common. I, I love to box, but um so you get into work about nine o'clock and, and then what? You just you just hammer in Facebook leads or let's give me an insight into how your day works. Yeah, so
1: so usually right about nine o'clock. Monday's different because we have a team meeting at ten. Um, but every other day is usually the same. So i I'll, I'll get into the office usually about nine o'clock. Um, kind of set my day up, you know, plan. Hey, this is what I want to do. So right here, I, I got a sticky note with kind of like the top four things that, that I want to do for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like if I get those things completed, then the rest of the day will be counted as a win. Um, so I, I, I kind of lay out my day like that. And then I kind of just get straight to it. You know, I'll check my emails, look for any leads that, that came in over the night. Um, start reaching out to them, start following up with other people. I have kind of like my CRM setup for people that I need to follow up with right now, next week, kind of later on. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with the the most recent ones, kind of check in with them. And it's not really, hey, are you ready to buy it? It's kind of just like, hey, what's up, man? You know, what, what can I help you with? Um, so I, I just start checking in with people and, and kind of set set those replies up for later in the day. Because, I mean, I, I sell to high performers, high elite business owners. So they're super busy.
0: So That's true, they,
1: yeah. So reaching out to them early in the morning, giving them the whole day to reply, um, it it seems to work out pretty good for me.
0: And me, you sold to me as well. Don't forget that. For sure. (laughs) So what I like to get out of this um, podcast is uh, little stuff that my audience can take away and use to... further their businesses and improve their staff and i know that you guys over there at break free academy is super big on something ryan has coined as permission-based selling right can you take us through what a permission-based sale would look like as opposed to a typical cold call trying to sell some stuff yeah man for sure and i, I think this is actually going to be
1: a, a huge golden nugget for, for all of your listeners because this this kind of takes the the stress and the, and the anxiety out of selling Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're not going, you're not showing up to the office and being like, hey, who am I going to sell to? Um, I got to make a hundred cold calls. I'm I'm going to hate my life at the end of it. You know, it, it kind of takes all of that out of sales. Dude, Glenn um, Gary,
0: Glenn Ross was pretty depressing when they were all sitting in there just hammering leads over and over. And I think it sure. rained the whole movie, didn't it? Yeah, no kidding. Um, so there's nah, an easier
1: way, right? For sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, I've done it the hard way. I I grew up in an entrepreneurship family, so... I started, my my dad had a roofing company, so I started selling roofs at probably like 15. Um, I was, imagine that dude, imagine being 15, and I, I had long hair at the time, so I had a little ponytail in the back. Oh my Um, goodness. I shouldn't have told you that because now you're going to go dig up those pictures. I'm
0: not. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. We we won't do that to you, mate. But yeah, tell us a little bit more before we get lost in permission selling. Tell us a little bit more about the history of Zach and uh, the history of your sales. Because I I now I'm trying to imagine you as a 15 year old with a ponytail trying to sell me a roof. (laughs) I'd probably throw rocks at you to be fair. Yeah, man. I mean, (laughs) it
1: it probably wasn't too far off. You know, I, I heard some pretty choice words, but especially that was back whenever, you know, I I looked at sales as just kind of making money and just kind of doing that. So it was Mm -hmm. was a little bit awkward, but um, yeah, so I I started off in selling roofs whenever I was about 15. Um, It was a family business. I knew I wanted to own my own businesses one day, start doing sales. I kind of saw that as the progression. Um, So I just, you know, a a storm hit in 2017 and that was my, what was it? I was 17, probably my junior year in high school. Uh Um, so it hit my hometowns. I was just reaching out to all my friends and family. Hey, you know, let me come give you a free roof inspection. Um, insurance will cover it, all that sort of stuff. Um, I started doing that. I door knocked and and, man, I got to tell you that that was probably the best start that I could have gotten because whenever I got here to break free Academy, I kind of already had that, that rough and callous skin. Mm -hmm. I I was used to people throwing doors in my face and throwing rocks at me. So, um, nah, man, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. Plus, I mean, it, it was good money too. Roofing there. There's tons of money in it. Um, some of the richest people I know are, are roofers. So, um, no, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I started with that. I ended up, I was working at Chick-fil-A and that was kind of like my, my family's place because we, we love to eat Chick-fil-A. So we always got free food. We we played football. So we would always go by and right. just eat a bunch. We were just teenage boys. Um, so I, I ended up quitting Chick-fil-A and going all in for sales. And then, yeah. And, and kind of my next sales job from there was, um, I started doing digital marketing. That's mm-hmm. kind of why I plugged in so well with, with Apex because I already had a background in, in digital marketing and Facebook ads and all that sort of stuff. Right. So I already knew what I was talking about. Um, so I, I kind of went into that, started a digital agency. I, I think it was right about 18 whenever I started that. Mm-hmm. Um, started generating leads for, for my family's roofing company. Did pretty good at that. And then that's whenever kind of the, the BFA opportunity came. And
0: I've been here for 18 months, so a little bit over 18 months. Dude, so... That's a that's a lot to unpack in such a short space of time. Um, I'm really curious, tell me what motivates you, man. How does a kid like you, you see all these guys all around you? Um, is it difficult to stay motivated or is it man, it, it seems to me like it must be a fast track? No,
1: yeah, so so motivation has I mean, every once in a while, you know, motivation comes and goes, but motivation really is is not an issue for me. You know, I'm I'm always surrounded by people that are that are pushing me. Um, people like like jose or or ryan that that pour into me and and show me bigger picture stuff so i mean motivation is no no issue to me at all but every once in a while you know maybe like in the gym or something like that you know i I just won't feel like going to to box and get my face beat in for for a day but that's kind of where that that discipline comes in and just kind of going doing the work despite um that's one of our core values here at break free academy so so just go in and and just saying, hey, I know I need to do this, so I'm I'm just gonna do, go do
0: it. So no, I got you, I got you. So it's taken you less than eighteen months to go from what were you were you like a phone sites consultant? Is that how you got started? Yeah, that that's actually where I met you.
1: So you you started using phone sites, and I was like your concierge. so I was helping you use phone sites, showing you how to build it, and um, yeah, I was just walking people. It, it's a super simple software, but sometimes people get complex or, or overwhelmed, so. I just walked them through building their first funnel. And these are all, these are all BFA, Apex, ideal clients. So mm-hmm. I'll just start bringing up Apex. And if they showed interest, I would talk to them a little bit, but I couldn't really sell it. And you you were actually one of those first people that you were like, yeah, you know, I'm interested in Apex. Told me about it. So I told you about it, but I couldn't sell it. So I just, I sent you over to Druby. I set you up. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of set him up on a pedestal too. I'm like, hey, he's a, he's a really busy guy, but let me see if I can't squeeze you into his schedule. I mean, all the time I would just go into Drewby's room and be like, hey, you know, someone wants to talk with you. He's like, all right, set him up for this time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd set him up on a pedestal and, and I mean, 90% of them closed anyway. So you you were actually one of the first people that, that kind of went through that that process. So
0: Yeah, that was the... Uh that was the point though i mean i was wanting to be in apex before i bought phone sites i don't think i was a particularly uh, difficult customer to close and i i don't think i will be on any of the future products either i mean i see the value in what uh, bfa has but you went from <clears throat> the phone sites intern to top producer in 18 months man what was the secret there how did you achieve that secret sauce
1: this is um this is something that that a lot of people are always asking you know what, what what's like the what's the key Point to, to getting there. I kind of have a, a different point of view on it. So I, I don't really think there was one thing that got me from phone sites intern to here. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to choose one, I would say maybe hard work. But even then, I mean, th- there was so many things. I, I think success is just stacking a whole lot of good habits on top of each other and being patient and working, working your butt off. Um, so I, I think it was just a, a whole bunch of good habits, a whole bunch of Curiosity, ambition, working hard, work ethic, um, all of that stacked on top of each other. And and really just just knowing kind of where I wanted to be 18 months from now, whenever I started at phone sites, it would have been easy for me to to start at phone sites and, and still be building those those funnels, which yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't really
0: enjoy. I mean it was
1: it was cool. None of us, none of us enjoy but,
0: building funnels, man. That's that's why we that's why we had the phone sites concierge build them out for us. Like, it's just, I enjoy when funnels run, but like setting them up and building them, it's no, it's a pain in the butt. No wonder you want it out of there. Um, Dude, I got to skip ahead though, real quick, because 18 months to top producer, like what's on the target for the next 18 months? Where do you go from here, dude?
1: That's a good question. Um, That's that's actually a really good question. And it's definitely something that I need to sit down and kind of lay that out. Um... 18 months from now, obviously, I, I don't want it to be my first month being top producer. I want it to be my my 18th consecutive month. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have other businesses on the side of, of Break Free Academy kind of running themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to build relationships and 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 start investing into different things so that, you know, really 18 months from now, financially, I'm in a, a totally different space. But, I mean, you know, as, as the finances go, I mean, whenever you're making – 100k versus when you're making a million you know there, there's a bunch of changes with who you are in order to to make that type of money so i don't know yeah growing mentally growing physically too that's um, kind of why i'm boxing and, and lifting so
0: yeah making so, the money's yeah. easy dude keeping it's the uh, the skill set keeping it's the real skill and uh we, sure. we we all still gotta learn to do that um a little better no doubt <clears throat> so you must you must see a lot of businesses um a lot of business owners you must get a pretty interesting insight obviously the majority of it confidential but you must get a pretty interesting insight into the inner workings of companies um from where you sit how have you taken those lessons and used them to your advantage because i know that you've now got a couple of different things going on that have to do with google and rankings and um tree trimming of all things so tell us a little bit about how you've managed to take the things you've learned and put them to your advantage man yeah great question um i i think i
1: honestly think being at break free academy and and being surrounded by all the business owners high performers that i'm surrounded by picking up from them and using this as honestly like the the biggest opportunity a person my age could could have Mm -hmm. uh, i genuinely believe it it's fast-tracked me cut cut my time for success in, um, maybe not half, but I mean, it's fast tracked me by, by 10 years. Oh, easily, and, easily. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know 30 year olds, I know 40 year olds that, that aren't doing the type of stuff that I'm doing it in the most humble way possible, but that's just, that's just testament to being surrounded by, I mean, being in the same room as the type of people that I'm surrounded by and, and, and learning, you know, learning how to, to build a business that the tree trimming, I mean, that's a, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Talk us through Uh-oh. that for a minute. Tell us how that Andrew. came about. Yeah, so the, the tree trimming, basically what I did before Break Free Academy was I made websites and I mm-hmm. would label them, you know, tree trimming company in San Diego or, or Dallas, just, just generic terms like that, yeah. just a city yeah. and a, a job. Um, I would do roofing companies in, in Dallas, all sorts of stuff. And I would make them show up first on Google. It's called SEO, search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. And I got really good at that. And so I have, I have these websites. I have probably six right now. That are showing up number one in, in all these different niches and cities and stuff like that. Um, some of them are roofing, and I just send them to, to my dad and my brother, mm-hmm. and they close them. He he just closed one the other day. So I I mean it's kind of mailbox money at this point. I think I'm getting a check for for fourteen hundred for doing nothing. For right. Just sending a referral to my brother. Um, but the tree trimming, kind of what that was, was I sent it to somebody else, and I had another tree trimming business, and I was like, I mean people pay for leads all the time, so. <laughs> I just went to Thumbtack. I found somebody that was already paying for leads, and I was like, "Hey, you want my leads too?" Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, can we can we do like a commission split? And I was like, glad you asked because my leads are going to be way better than Thumbtack, so I want to get paid more than just thirty bucks per lead because right. thumbtack's sending it to five different pros. I'm sending it just to you. I know you're going to close it, so and you better close it. <laughs> um, so I, I started sending them to other tree trimming businesses and. Dude, the, these tree trimmers—they—they they don't know how to run businesses. You know, they—they—they're so messy. Um, they don't understand systems and processes, and and they're just, they're so focused. Folk- I mean, it's not their fault. It's just what they're used to. You know, they're so focused mm-hmm. on trimming a tree and yeah. and the difference between an oak tree and an elm tree and all this sort of stuff. Um, They—they're just not the best with with businesses. So, I mean, my leads would they they would get ignored and not reached out to right immediately and you know how important yeah, that is, is yeah. when somebody's searching for tree trimming in dallas i mean you got to reach out quick yeah they're not doing it for a hobby man they, they need a tree trimmed for sure Yeah. so that's kind of whenever i saw that opportunity i was like there, there's no reason that i can't kind of arbitrage those leads and start a tree trimming business myself um hire a crew to go do it um and in the beginning, I started estimating. So kind of what that process looks like is people call me or they fill out a form. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, I did it myself. I would just reach out, hey, can you send me some pictures? Because I didn't want to go out there. Right. Send me that. some pictures. I would send it to my crew. I'd be like, hey, how much for this? And they'd be like, $1,500. i text back the customer. I'd be like, hey, we can do that for $2,000. When when were you wanting it done? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of assumed the sale. You know, it's a, it's a lot of sales and systems and stuff like that that i picked up on. That has allowed me to be successful in this and that's whenever i realized you know the way i reach out the way i get pictures the way i schedule a job i can hire somebody else to do that maybe split the commission with them and free up my time for breakthrough academy because it it started you know i I did it probably for a week and and i noticed my sales kind of drop off and Mm -hmm. i I don't want that to happen so i ended up hiring my mom actually i just pay her 50 percent of whatever we close and I mean, it's just mailbox money. I I just had some checks pulled up on the desk and Thomas walked in and he's like, is that your tree trimming business? And he was just talking to me about it. I was like, yeah, dude, I I literally do nothing but but count checks for it. Now my mom runs (laughs) everything and then the the
0: crews cut the trees and remove the trees and all that sort of stuff. Dude, you've done really, really well. Um, So in, Man, I love the fact that you've just got multiple streams of income already at, uh, what are you, 21, 22? Yeah, I'm 21. At 21, man. I I love the fact that you've had the um, ingenuity and the foresight and the wherewithal to set that shit up, man. I think that's just really cool. As you get to see inside other people's businesses, the one thing that you said about the tree trimmers that that really stuck out was, you know, they can trim trees, but they they don't know how to run um, a business. And looking at your exposure to entrepreneurs and small business owners, you know, a huge part of successfully moving from employee to business owner is mastering or at least having a really good <laughs> comprehension of the sales process and how to generate a lead and how to turn a lead into an appointment, and how to turn an appointment into a sale. In your opinion, Zach, where do most business owners and salesmen, where do they trip up and where do they fail in the process? What's one of the weakest areas that we can have my listeners go out to work on and improve their skill sets? Yeah, great question. So I, I would say there's there's probably going to be two. So the, the first one is probably not being good at sales
1: and thinking sales is going out, cold calling a hundred people, um, kind of like that that boiler room style sales and mm-hmm. just, you know, I mean, they're 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 mad at the end of the day. You know, they, they didn't make a sale because I mean they just don't understand kind of the psychology behind sales. I mean, sales is nothing more than solving problems and 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 kind of being that person that, that people can know, like, and trust solving their problem mm-hmm. so in in apex this is something cool i i really don't do business with people that that you know pitch me or anything like that i do business with people that you know i just think they're kind of a cool person um a great example of this is adam niece he's mm-hmm. my credit card processor he's just a cool dude you know he, he played football he's a younger dude he's really successful for his age too so i just think he's a cool dude i, I just reached out to him i'm like hey you're doing my credit card processing set set me up for that um, so I, I think kind of that permission-based selling. I, I think that plays into it, but just being just being a cool person and kind of understanding the psychology behind sales. I think that's a good one. Um, and the other one is probably once you get good at sales, kind of staying in that position and not really and there's not realizing there's there's another level to it. And that's whenever you kind of you got to start learning more skills, which is systems, processes, stuff like that. Um, the cool thing about the tree business is I kind of went straight to that level. You know, I never learned how to trim a tree or anything like that. Right, I right. Focused on the systems and and one of the best dudes that I know with these systems is probably Keith Pike. Um, he's one of our executives. He has the number one Remax broker in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a, a mortgage brokerage, so he doubles up on those commissions. He has yeah. an insurance company, so he triples up on those commissions. I'm trying to talk him into doing a roofing company because. I mean, if his team's doing 2000 houses every single year, every once in a while, they're going to not, they're going to fail inspection because the roof, Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. get millions in revenue just from his agent's roofs, I, I think that's a, another income stream, but you know, focusing on the systems, I think learning sales, you know, that that's going to be the first skill for you. Once you learn that and you're good to go. And then the second one is going to be transitioning, kind of working on your business instead of in your business and becoming that business owner instead of you know, just
0: a one-man show. Dude, that's a great answer. I just, I really want to dig just a little bit more on the sales skill set. What's, what's the most important or the couple of most important things that you can give to my listeners right now for them to go work on to get better at sales? Okay. So
1: you all, i'm i'm sure you you've all heard you know have a tough skin you know you have to go through the nose to get the yeses mm-hmm. um another good skill for me is looking for a blue ocean so oh, this is, good this one. is something yeah. That, that yeah. people don't focus on and this is something i've thought about you know if 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 the ended if the world ended today and and brian walked into my office while i'm on this podcast is like dude get the fuck out what i mean what would i do what would i go sell I was I was thinking, you know, all sales is kind of the same, but it's not at the same point. You know, uh-huh. you, you can learn something, but what I would look for is I wouldn't go I wouldn't go sell. I don't know. I wouldn't go sell houses or or I wouldn't go sell credit card processing or roofing or or something like that, unless I knew of a marketing angle that I could kind of get in and, and just kind of exploit um, something that set me apart from others. I, I think that's crucial to my success at Break free Academy is is honestly, our program is unlike any program out there. So it, it, it's a blue ocean for me. People right. can be like, hey, I'm thinking about buying Cardone stuff, or I'm thinking about buying um into this program. I could, I mean, I just kind of tell them, hey, you know, this is why we're different. And it, it just kind of makes it a no-brainer. So I, I think being in a blue ocean and having an angle that you can attack sales at automatically that's gonna set you apart and that's gonna eliminate a lot of frustration because you're not. You're not having to go out and compete with people that, I mean, maybe their product's better than yours. Just make sure you have the best product
0: out there. I think that's a really good one. Dude, that makes life a lot easier having that uh, having that space to run and you know not being uh, not being in the red water with all the rest of the sharks, man. I like that answer. And for those of you tuning in, uh, I didn't brief Zach on any of these questions. He's just answering them uh, off the top of his head. and He's doing a wonderful job, but I'm totally putting him on, <laughs> totally putting him on on the spot here. Um, why does nobody like calling leads, Zach? What's up with that? I don't know, man. I, n- <laughs> I never understood that one. Um, maybe in the
1: beginning, you know, whenever I was selling roofs at 15, you know, I, I didn't like knocking doors, but I I I think I just realized this is what I need to do in order to get good. If I keep doing it, if I don't quit, then eventually I'll get good. And really, and the hard stuff's what what makes us better. The hard stuff's what what's improves you. Um getting outside of that comfort zone. So just kind of knowing that and doing it anyways. Um I guess I don't know. maybe maybe people are soft, maybe they don't want to do the hard stuff.
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to do I the hard stuff. It, so. I, no. I just know that uh if you know, if people call the leads, they got a whole better chance of closing them. It just whenever I've built sales teams, that was the biggest um that was the biggest resistance I ever felt was, Hey, did you call your leads today? Oh not yet. Like, what the hell? Come what do on. you mean? Yeah. You exa- don't like money? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we've all got specific ways of when when that first text notification hits, the first email notification hits, and you've got a live one on the line you've got a lead come in. tell us man because we've all got different processes we've all got different setups depending on what industry we're in uh you know me being in real estate i've got a very comprehensive automated lead follow-up system and then as that follow-up system trickles through as people respond to the bots then it comes over to the live side and and me or one of my guys will take over and start interacting with the client can you walk me through the life cycle of a lead in your ecosystem and tell me from the minute you get that first little ping that says hey we got a phone sites form filled out here what does the life cycle of that lead look like and uh, how long does it take you to close it dude yeah great question um so I, i think there's kind of two aspects to that
1: so sometimes i get leads in my inbox from ryan from people filling our our join the apex.com funnel, uh-huh. yeah, and that's basically them saying, "Hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I think y'all can help me with the most." So with those, what I do is, I once I get that, I immediately reach out. and I'm like, "Hey, what made you decide to reach out to us?" And this is something that we teach in the Build Your Machine program in Apex. Um, this is like the go to. You know, yeah. it, it cuts through all the all the bullshit. It just, hey, what made you decide to reach out to us? Why are we here? What are we doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and and this is a template. You know, I, I I go to my phone. I search. I say BFA one, and it automatically templates it out. So I just have to change the name, and it's like, Hey Samuel, um, Ryan shot me your Apex application. What made you decide to reach out to us? Um, after that, they'll reply whatever they say, and usually it's another template. You know, okay, cool. You know, I'll entertain what they said a little bit, and then I'll go straight into you know what what do you think we can help you with the most because at this point these people already know what apex is most of the time or else they wouldn't be on the join the apex.com funnel yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're like hey you know i just want to be surrounded by high producers or i just want to up my sales game something like that
0: Dude, is, is there a on. is there a most common problem or this is just for my own pure edification sorry to interrupt the answer to the question is is there a m- more common problem that you run across um for people coming into the uh, into the into the group or is, is everybody kind of unique um, no, so so really, and this this goes into our motivational
1: Monday call that Ryan released last week. I mean, nothing's unique, really. So the, these people are they they all think, hey, you know, I'm kind of in a unique situation, but here's where I'm at. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, almost every single one of them are in the same situation. Yeah, um, and, and they're just like, you know, maybe I outgrew my circle and I want to be surrounded by other winners. Um, maybe I just want to get some some sales and marketing, and I know y'all kill it. I'm tired of struggling. Um, I would say those are probably the, the two main ones.
0: Right on. So we're um, now, now we're interacting with, with, with a lead. We got, we got one on the hook. We're interacting with it. So where do we go from here?
1: Yeah, so the next step, what, what do you think we can help you with the most? And then whatever they say is kind of what I focus on telling them how Apex can help them. So if they're course, talking yeah. mostly about the network, I'm going to talk mostly about the network. I'm going to say, hey, you know, there's kind of two aspects to Apex. And once again, this is a template. So I, I search, I, I I think it's Apex Breakdown and it just types up like twelve hundred words. And I'm kind of giving my game away and people are gonna be like, what? You know, you weren't you didn't type that, but I mean, you. you Dude, I do. It, I do it all the time with over. shortcut
0: keys. It's the same. Like it's the same with clients when they come in. I there's a set of questions most people have, and you know, I, I do it. Um, and you know, I, I, I picked that up from from one of Ryan's classes. Like I've got shortcut keys for for answers to questions. I got shortcut keys for different email accounts. All of it. I mean, it just it makes sense. Otherwise, you're just sitting there typing the same shit out over and over and over. Exactly. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And whenever you're answering the same, maybe five out of 10
1: questions, every single conversation, mm-hmm. um, it, it just, it just makes sense. You know, always, always look for those systems and, and those processes that you can implement. Amen. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of focus, hey, you know, there's kind of two aspects to Apex. On one side, you get the training, which is awesome, don't get me wrong. But where I think most people get the most value is going to be the network, being surrounded by these type of people. Um, picking up on this type of stuff. And then I, I was in with the question, does that make sense? Uh, yeah, you know, that that makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, I mentioned a few different levels. Once again, it's a template. I mentioned mm-hmm. a few different levels. We got Apex one for salespeople, Apex two for business owners, Apex three. I mean, they, they're already built a business. They just want to scale it. Right. Um, which level do you think, once again, a question, which level do you think you, you'd you fit in the best with? And I, I tell them the price in that too. I'm like, Apex one, it's 2,500. Apex two, it's 10 K or one K a month apex three it's 50 K or five K a month. I mm-hmm. tell them all the, I tell them the price right there so that I let them tell me, because I mean, there's no sense in me selling somebody on apex two. If we just need to get them in apex one, cause they literally don't have $10,000 to drop on this program. Right. Um, so I tell them the price and, and then the, sh- the stress is out of, okay, it sounds good, but how much does it cost? They, they just tell me, you know, I, I think maybe I could fit apex two, but maybe I should start in apex one. I tell them, you know, that that's never a good, that's never a problem. You know, we can always start you at late like Apex One, build you up, get you those, those sales coming in, and then take you to Apex Two. You know, that's, that's the whole idea of our program is to help you win, help you level up, go through the programs. Um, so man, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of my sales are, are pretty similar.
0: So let's talk about when it goes bad then. Let's talk about, let's talk about old Harold that fills out the form and doesn't answer the phone. Um, You know, how do you keep leads? How do you keep up with leads? And uh, the most important question at the end of it all is, how do you re-engage a dead lead? And uh, why is it a meme? Yeah, so so you already know the answer. Um, so but, yeah, so, yeah, but I, I want to hear it from you. You you are here to educate my uh, my listeners, not so much me, but the listeners, dude. So uh, yeah, tell tell sure. us the process for for re engagement and you know what happens when nobody answers the phone because a lot of people they'll get leads in and they forget they're spending seven or ten or fifteen dollars whatever it is to acquire the lead and they'll call them twice and well they didn't answer well shit that's that and that's not only is it. I've not serviced somebody with a problem, I've not helped this individual, but it's also, I've spent you know $15 on that fucking lead, and now I've got nothing. So it's more like, I love when things go right and we sell shit easily, but looking at it from a business training perspective and getting the most out of this for my listeners, I wanna know what happens when the guys don't respond and how you manage to keep up with all that and uh, how you get them to re-engage. For sure. So, so first off, I want to say, you know, some people,
1: like I said, you know, I'm dealing with high producers. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll, they'll fill out the application. They'll say, Hey, I, I did 10 million this past year. I, I did 20 million or something. An insane number. Um, so first off, just understanding people are busy, you know, mm-hmm. don't, don't be annoying. Don't be like, Hey, you know, hop on a call with me. I'm not calling them every single, every single 10 minutes, trying to get on a call with them. I just reach out first day. Hey, you know, what made you try to reach out? Sometimes they don't answer. I would would say probably 70, 80% of the time, they don't answer. Second day, same thing. BFA two is my tech shortcut. Um, What I say with this one is, um, hey, you know, Ryan, show me your application. I forget what I say. Ryan, show me your application. Just want to make sure we got you the help you needed. Um, What made you decide to reach out? Once again, um, same thing. Day number three, hey, hey Mike, you know, I I got your application. Haven't been able to get a hold of you. Um, if you, if you'd rather hop on a call, we can schedule a call too. I'll, I'll attach my calendar below. I'm good either way. Just let me know. Mm-hmm. Usually I would say 80% have, have replied within those first three. Oh, wow. And then after that, usually it's, it's gifts, it's memes. It's, it's, the the, you good dude or the, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Pablo Escobar sitting. <laughs> just sitting waiting. waiting. Yeah. So I like um, the little, uh, GIFs, so
0: I like the little dancing African kid. <laughs> the 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 face the face I make when you answer my text messages and it's the little oh, no, that kid one. I I send I that one quite that a one. bit I'll toss it at you in the group, <laughs> all right, group. but I, I use that one uh, I use that one quite a bit so the life cycle of this lead then you know have you closed anyone on month seventeen that you picked up on month one or do you, does your general life cycle run shorter than that
1: uh, all the time I actually have one closing this Friday. I hope because he's been pushing it off forever, but he's like, dude, I'm finally in the position that I want to. He was one of my first phone sites clients. And he just, I mean, just, just building those relationships. Um, I, I look at it less as a sale and a lead and more as building that relationship so that even if you don't buy apex one day, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to have that relationship with you. We're still friends on Facebook. I I love using social media to connect with my prospects because one, it it lets them know, Hey, I'm a real person. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, I buy from people I know I can trust, so other people do too. So them saying, hey, I I saw you got top producer. I think I want to give you my money this month for for August. I mean, people do that. I had somebody do that yesterday. Um, So, yeah, building those relationships, 17 months. Yeah, I I think I'm going to have probably a 17-month close this Friday. Dude, well done. Um, It it happens all the time, So, so staying in contact with those people for sure.
0: Well done, man. And let's touch on social media for a minute because um, I've gone through the building your machine and, and my social media looks much, much different than it did uh, 18 months ago when you and I first started um, talking. But how important are referrals and the entire know, like, and trust setup of social media? Referrals are great. I, I love referrals. I had one of our Apex executives send me
1: $102,000 in revenue from three executive clients. Um, Zebo actually is an NBA all-star. He's one of our clients. Oh, damn. Um, okay. Zach Randolph. So he was, he was a referral from, from one of our executives. And um, man, I'm, I'm so appreciative whenever that happens. So he sent me $102,000 in revenue. So I sent him the most expensive bottle of wine because I know he loves wine. Um, <laughs> I sent him a bottle of wine to let him know, hey, I appreciate you. And, and anybody else you feel would be a good fit for our program, Please feel free to send them my way. So, referrals are huge, man. I, I love referrals. I love anybody that sends me referrals. I always have our, our members. And I, that's the good thing about you know, doing what you say you're going to do is, is un, underselling and over delivering because people are happy and they're, they're happy to sell, tell their friends about you. And because they, they want their lives to be changed, just like it's changed all of our, our other clients' lives. Amen.
0: So, um, so wh- referrals are awesome. What's something that somebody that's struggling to get referrals, do you have a good system for checking back in and following up and asking for those? Because I know a lot of people that listen to this uh, may be a little bit scared to go back to former clients and say, hey, who do you know that can help me out? So is there a particular system you use or any advice you can give the listeners on getting those referrals, which generally are much more of a slam dunk close than anything that's cold? For sure. So I have
1: a, I have a lot of insight into this. So, so first off, if you are scared to ask your clients for referrals, it's probably a good indicator that you don't feel like you earned that referral. It probably is a good indicator that, that you didn't do what you said you were going to do. You didn't under, undersell and overdeliver. So if you can't, if you're afraid to text one of your past clients and say, hey, do you know anybody else that, that would use my service? It's probably because you don't feel like you deserve it. Mm-hmm. So first off, deserving it. So, so do what you say you're going to do and, and over-deliver. Is that a mindset thing or an action thing? Do you think? I think both. Um, I think your mind, all your actions start with your mindset. So knowing that you're going to go over, over, what is it, over and beyond, over and above, um, (laughs) over and above, uh, knowing that you're going to do that, and then figure out ways to do it. So like for me, I knew I wanted to show this this executive appreciation that he sent me these referrals, Mm -hmm. and then my actions followed. Hey, uh, what? I reached out to one of his friends, another executive, and I'm like, what is he like? He loves wine. Okay, cool. I'm going to reach out to another executive who runs a wine club. And I asked her, hey, what would be a good wine to, to get for for this executive? And, and she told me, and I, I bought it. I, th- I think it was like three, $400. Um, I mean, the, the, the referrals pay for it. Right. It's enough to make an impression too. Exactly. So I, I think it's a mindset, and then your actions follow. Um, so first, deserve the referral. Second, don't just reach out to people when you need something. Nobody wants, and that's the thing, you know, just just be a good person. Everybody reaches out to you when they need something, but not just to check in with you. So sometimes I'll check in with people. Um, Brittany Zell is a perfect example. I checked in with her, I was like, hey, you good? She's like, yeah, what can I help you with? I'm like, nothing, I'm just making sure you're good. You know, you need anything? She's like, yeah, people just, they always hit my line when they need something. So, I mean, just, just check in with people, build that relationship and genuinely care about your your clients because if you treat them well and you build that relationship well enough with them, you probably won't even need a prospect a year from now you know I, I probably will but i probably won't need to because my clients just they keep sending me people Dude,
0: so I'm, I'm kind I'm, of seeing that right now i'm in such a weird spot from that because i know i i need to prospect and i know i should have traffic running and funnels running and leads coming in but i'm as busy as i could ever be from referrals from the work i've been doing over the last 18 months so now it's like it's it's finding this balance between keeping marketing materials going out, keeping ad campaigns running, and actually servicing the clients I've got. So it's, it's definitely a good problem to have. But it comes from, like you said, going above and beyond with the service and then just asking for referrals afterwards. Like people literally, oh, man, you did such a good job looking after me. You do a great job looking after my uncle, too. <laughs> You're sneaking a picture there, too. We know we're yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put end. on my story. Okay. Let people know. Let people yeah. know they need to check out your podcast. Well, Tag, I appreciate that, man. Zach is uh, Zach is taking pictures over there of us as we're doing this. Obviously his screen capture button is broken, but I'll uh, I won't make any more fun of him for that. All right, mate. <clears throat> I got a few more questions for you. I won't keep you too much longer. I promise. Um oh, but- man, I'm here to help. <laughs> you've been you've been great dude you've been a, a great guest you've been very helpful but i want to know now where are you sitting where are you sitting at 31 mate what's on your radar for the next 10 years and uh, why is it sitting on a beach drinking a pina colada but no f- <laughs> for real what what's the next 10 years hold for you and where are you going buddy man so 10 years um i think i think majority if that if not all is
1: going to be with ryan mm-hmm. I, I love being here he's taught me so much and it's
0: fast-tracked my life so much yeah i don't i don't um, blame you man that's that's a hell of an opportunity you should you should definitely sure. stick around there as long as you can for sure well I, I mean i also do
1: love being able to build businesses on the side and stuff like that so in, in 10 years man in all honesty I, I genuinely feel like i would be able to retire but at the same time I feel like I never want to retire. Mm-hmm. I always see people retire and, and they, I mean honestly they die a few years later and <laughs> they're, they're just bored they have nothing to do, so they have nothing to look forward to. So I I, would, I just want to build a lifestyle that I could retire from. I have so much mailbox money coming in, you know, every, everything's taken care of, but at the same time I don't I don't want to retire from it because I'm I'm building a new business venture and I'm I'm not worried about a tree service company in dfw but i'm, I'm building something way bigger i'm, I'm thinking bigger Dude, it's, um, a,
0: it's an addiction man i promise you it'll never stop you're just gonna keep going and going i, th- I think so too and and, and i I'm, I'm glad that i grew up in an entrepreneur
1: entrepreneurship family because i was always good in school so i thought I, i'm hey i get good grades maybe i should be an engineer or something like that you know mm-hmm. um and I'm so glad I I didn't do that because the engineer would not have cut it for me. Dude, that's um, some hard numbers and stuff, engineering. Like you I, I was always good at numbers. So I, I I mean, I took engineering classes. I was really good at it. But I I I think that's whenever I started looking at life on a deeper level and, and thinking, mm-hmm. what do what do I really want to do? What do I what's my mission in life? And I I want to help people. I want to be a good person. I want to be able to live a life that I want on my own terms. And I don't think engineering would have gotten me there. So
0: For you to to find your mission at 21 is just incredible. I mean, it took me till I was 39, so well done on that. But to to have the mentors that are helping to guide you and actually find your fucking mission at 21, I mean, you're light years ahead of the rest of us, buddy. It took took me a long time and and alcoholism and almost bankruptcy to to figure out what my mission was. And you've just, like I said, you shortcutted 15 years of your life being over there. Sure. So, well I, I
1: appreciate that, man. I I think you know my mission is something that I'm always improving on as I grow. My mission grows with me, uh, but I, I do have a I do have a pretty good indicator of of knowing that that I'm right where I need to be and I'm doing exactly what lines up with my mission right now.
0: Dude, I love it. All right, what car is at the very top of your vision board? Come on, let's make top. it about let's make it about you for a minute. What car is at the yeah, top man, of that so, vision board?
1: So, there, there's definitely levels to it. Um, I don't want to skip right to a Lamborghini or Ferrari because I, if I go straight to that, then anything after that's going to be a downgrade. Um, so just, I, I think, yeah, just
0: get one of them little jets, the one-seater private <laughs> jets. <laughs>
1: so I, I think my first one's probably going to be a Corvette, probably a Z06, um, a C7
0: um I love those cars. Oh probably, man, yeah, they um, they got that right, didn't they? The, sure. They got that right. The the last of the front engine, rear wheel drive Vets, man. Those I I know a couple of guys with those C seven zero six Z06s. That's a real good choice. I, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a better bang for your buck at at that price point. um After that one, I'll, I'll probably
1: go. I'm kind of torn between if I want to go to like a McLaren. Um, at like the $150,000 mm-hmm. mark. Yeah. And then after that, go to a Lamborghini, probably Huracan. And then at the top right now is a white 488
0: Ferrari. Oh, nice. Nice. Dude, I've actually got a red 488 on my desktop. Um, but I'm, I'm all about that Audi wagon, man, that RS6 Avant. Have you seen those? RS6? No, but, uh, um, dude. a girl
1: that I'm talking to, she just got a, in, I think it's an A5, not, mm-hmm. I never really paid attention to, to cars, period, but um, ever since, I mean, she she went out of town. She let me drive it for the weekend. And, dude, Audi's, <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, I was in A5. You know, I think the yeah. S5s
0: are way faster than that. And uh, RS7s on... Those RS sevens, it's like it's like literally just wearing a rocket on your back. It's it's an immense amount of fun. Uh, they're north of 600 horsepower and, and all wheel drive. And dude, I've always been a yeah. massive fan of cars. And the, the funny thing for me, when uh, when my my main company went under and I was having all that. Uh, bad time cars just took a uh, they took a back seat and i i didn't add a car to my vision board until about two weeks ago and you know we're four and a half years away from the uh, from the the company collapsing and it took me <clears throat> took me all of that four years till i added a car back on my vision board but it's there now dude I, 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 I think
1: i think it's been in your vision board in your mind just not on the actual board because whenever you first signed up with phone sites i remember you told me we talked about your whole story you know kind of where you were at and everything that had happened and you you told me red ferrari way back then so that's oh, that's all yeah. reference it it's but not that, because that's that's the past like
0: no nah, red red ferrari's like I, I got to get some apartment buildings, some shit lined out. I got to get um, some rental properties. I got to build my investment portfolio back up before I start messing with red Ferraris. Right. Um, but you know, my company can go lease an Audi within the next six months. So there's a whole there's a whole bunch of difference there. You know, we're not looking at uh, not yeah. looking at spending anything on a Ferrari yet. Jesus, I'll get uh, I'll get all <laughs> kinds of trouble if uh, if I had a Ferrari. But uh, it's nice to know there's a few in the uh, in the parking garage that we can sneak outside and go look at. Uh, <laughs> you know, whenever. we Whenever we get to do that, all right, mate. I've got just a couple more questions for you before uh, before we get out of here. Um, and it's been good just shooting the shit and getting to know you a little bit better, man. Because uh, we've been putting this off for way too long, um, man. This is a this is a. A tricky question with your age, but I'm going to ask it anyway because you've got the experience to back it up. So if you had to go back and start over again and give one piece of advice to a kid starting out, um, be it in sales or be it in entrepreneurship, and maybe they're older than you, maybe they're just less experienced, what's one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody just getting started? Yeah,
1: that, that's a great question, and it's definitely something I wish I knew Maybe even a little bit sooner. You know, I, I learned it pretty early, but um, I think I would say find a mentor, find somebody that's that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's plenty of people out there. I'm kind of put. I'm kind of going to into that mentor stage right now, where I'm looking for people that I want to mentor and, and people that I want to kind of be my protege. Um, there's people out there that that would love that. Ryan, he loves having me around because I, I'm kind of like his success story. You know, he absolutely he kind of gets to blame me because. I'm growing up in his, his organization and, and he's building me. So, I mean, people are out there that they, they want people that, that will just work hard and, and be coachable. So it, it's not too hard to find. I, I know every once in a while, you, I mean, you, you'll you feel like nobody's out there like that. I'll tell you, you know, we, we got a whole network of people that, that would love mm-hmm. to do that. So find a mentor. It's going to cut your success. And think of it as an investment. It's going to cut your success and your, your, What am I trying to say? Time.
0: in in (laughs) It's going to Um, reduce the timeline. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So so
1: think of it as an investment. Even if you come in being an intern for phone sites, making minimum wage and and not really liking building funnels, think bigger, you know, think about the people that you're in the room with. Think about the the stuff that you're learning and think about where you're going to be 18 months from now, but let alone five years from now.
0: Well, you know, having mentors has helped me advance a lot. I, I like to think, you know, like, I built two seven-figure companies by myself. And how much different life would have been if on that second one I'd have set some ego aside and gone and found some mentors. But the the one thing that a lot of people, you know, they, they lose sight of, especially when they're reaching out for help, is, you know, no, I'm not the most successful fella you'll ever meet, but I'm more successful than a lot of fellas. And when somebody reaches out to me, I love nothing more than mentoring people and teaching them the things that I've learned and helping them shortcuts. So if somebody's out there that's looking for a mentor, a lot of guys, once they get to the top of the hill, they like to turn around and give back. Do you find that? I mean, I know you see that in apex all the time. 100%.
1: I think the biggest thing with that though, is don't, don't half assets. So don't mm-hmm. go looking for a mentor. If you're not willing to, to put in the work and, and and say, FYE, you know, forget mm-hmm. my excuses and, and be able to, to do everything that they say, um, because that, that's one thing that that I I hate and I love. You know, somebody comes to me and they're like, hey, you know, can you help me with this? If I know that person's an action taker, I, I've, I've got so many people I follow up with trying to get them in the apex and, and they're just not at that level yet. Mm-hmm. I'm pouring into them. I'm helping them make some more sales. I'm, I'm helping them level up. Because those are the, those are going to be my biggest supporters whenever they get into Apex. They're going to send me the most referrals. Absolutely. So helping those people come up. But at the same time, you know, I always get people that, and you can tell by the way they're asking these questions too, is they're just trying to find a shortcut to success. They're, they're not willing to do the work. And those are the people that I kind of just brushed off and, and I don't help. So so make sure that they, you're ready for that and you're willing to put in the work whenever you whenever you do think you're ready for a mentor.
0: Hey, man, there's nothing more frustrating than and, and as a mentor giving people things to do and setting them homework and then coming back the next week and nothing's been done. There's sure. nothing more frustrating than that. All right, my friend, do me one favor. Tell everybody listening where they can find you online and also where they can contact you to join Apex and uh, learn a little bit more about what we got going on at Break Free Academy. No, as far as
1: finding me, Facebook is probably going to be facebook.com slash real Zach Sasser. So it's Z-A-C-H-S-A-S-S-E-R. Instagram is going to be Sasser21. And shoot me a message on one of those, uh, Facebook or Instagram. I see all messages that come in. Most of the time I reply too, as long as you're not one of those people asking for free information and not willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are going to be the best places to find me. Um, Those are going to be the best places to, to connect with me about Apex too. Um, I mentioned the join join the apex.com, but I mean, that goes to all the sales reps. So, so just shoot me a DM and, and, uh, I would be happy to answer any questions, you know, explain what our program is and, um, yeah, you know, no, no pressure with me there it know, is. permission based, permission based selling <laughs> we talked about.
0: I am going to put those, uh, socials in the show notes and make sure everybody's got a way to reach you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close out my friend? Man, I, I would say anybody that's listening to Samuel,
1: you're in the right place. You know, listen to this dude. He knows his stuff, and um, he's, a, he's a killer, and, and all he wants to do is, is help people, and, um, and he, he's well on his way. So he's,
0: he's somebody that I look up to. So he's definitely somebody that y'all should look up to too. Oh, man, that was super kind and totally unexpected. Thank you. Guys, I want to throw a huge shout-out to my buddy, Zach. Zach, thank you for coming on the show, and thank you for dropping so much knowledge in such a short amount of time. Huge congratulations as well for not only being my youngest guest, but also being the youngest top seller ever at Break Free Academy and breaking some records over there, mate. So well done. Be sure to look out for this guy and uh, run over to his socials. Give him a like, give him a follow. And uh, if you're interested in learning a little bit more, about permission-based selling and about these likable attractive characters that these guys help build reach out to him because uh, it really is worth every penny all right guys a huge thank you to zach and um, we will be back as always with friday fire this week and uh, you'll have a wonderful week i'm about to pack up head to dallas and go be a part of uh, apex live and go experience that so i will see you guys with this week's friday fire thank you so much for listening stay safe
1: This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a
0: five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in,
1: and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.